0: It's blacked out, blacked out, when you don't have all things
1: to cover, all things to cover.
2: Welcome to the all bases covered podcast. We are back at it on a Monday, and what a Monday it is! I am joined uh, by my partner in crime and co-pilot that you all know too well, Sam. We got Joe, our producer, ready to chime in, waiting on Joe or waiting on Josh to uh, bring his sorry ass into the group. You What's mean Daddy daycare, right? What's that? Yeah, we need Daddy Daycare to pop in and, and make a lot of background noise uh, because the show just isn't the same without it. But uh, how's uh, how's everybody doing, man? Sam, I got I gotta uh, tell you something, man. So in our Dynasty Football League, there was a little bit of drama today. In the, oh uh, no way! Is it about a trade? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the in the chat room today, uh, in the chat room, there was a lot of drama. Here comes. Josh, Joe had to drop. I don't know what happened. But So, everybody was bitching because one dude traded a first-round pick for Jacoby Brissett. Okay? Oh, that's collusion, man. And dude, do. Everybody's like, this is bullshit, but our, the, the Dynasty League doesn't have vetoes, right? So, it is what it is. I was just busting balls. This trade happened a few days ago. I was busting balls then. I was busting balls today. The dude got so pissed he threatened to quit and said refund me my money then I'm, I'm out I'm out of the fucking league and I, I, we were able to convince him to stay but he got super butt hurt at the amount of shit he was getting for this trade like the amount because like my my whole thing was this like it's fantasy sports I don't give too much shits about this league it was like a $40 buy in it's not like there's a large amount of sum of money right in it, in it for this but whatever it's for fun but I'm going to give you shit because you traded a first-round pick in next year's rookie draft for Jacoby Brissett. Like, even if even if Watson had been suspended the whole season, Jacoby Brissett probably wouldn't crack the top 20 in quarterbacks in fantasy points. And that's, that's
0: being generous, to be
2: that's honest. That's being generous, you. right. Yeah. yeah,
3: that should have been yeah. like a fourth or fifth round in the rookie draft next year, not a fucking first.
2: Yeah. Definitely not a
3: first uh, even the fourth
0: is kind of risky, right, Josh, because you could still get really good value in the fourth, whereas, you know, Jacoby Brissett is probably a stock gap. I mean, let's say he was gonna play the whole season. Even then, I think it warrants like a sixth or a seventh
2: rounder, honestly. Yeah, but they don't have that many they don't have that many rounds yeah, in the think rookie it's, draft. Yeah, it. I think it's probably oh, yeah, five five
0: drafts, or oh, five rounds I'm in the uh, rookie draft next
3: I'd year. go to
2: fifth then if that's the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, or I'd trade a bench player for Jacoby. Trade it like a, like a second-string tight end or somebody for him. You know, like, you know, you know, or deal like uh, an unproven player that we don't know. Like, so,
0: so he just gave an ultimatum saying that if you guys don't stop with this, I'm just going to quit the league?
2: Basically.
3: Childish, Thanks man. for your money.
2: Dude, You're just a- going to
3: have an 0 for 16 team this year. Wait.
2: <laughs> like, what I happened? mean, I – so, in the Dynasty League that we're in, that, you they know. They told a uh, Joe Bucks back you can and quit. Uh,
4: first of all, before, before you tell me, uh, Josh, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, wow. Because uh, last time I checked, the league I was in with certain unnamed Josh, um I was actually winning, if not going to take first or second place, and then some baby back bitches dropped wow. out because of a trade and ended up quitting the whole entire whole entire fantasy league. The whole t- oh, we'll just give everybody their money back, and then the very next season's like, okay, we're gonna do it over.
2: Now fuck that! Don't talk shit to me. But
0: so who's gonna join that league again?
2: Yeah, it sounds like some drama there, guys. It sounds like some straight-up West Side drama going on in the fantasy league. That sounds like some Tommy Pham, Jock Peterson shit right there. Yeah, There, was,
3: <laughs> there were some bad trades. Like, the one guy wasn't really playing at all, and yeah. one of the guys that's already, like, his team is stacked. He offered him, uh, a, hey, I'll give you, uh, if you give me Patrick Mahomes, I'll give you Saquon Barkley, this person, this person. And Saquon Barkley was already out for the year. Mike, oh. who the fuck does that?
4: Yeah,
2: 100%. Like,
3: you got him when he was drunk, for one. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so it collusion. did piss a lot of that's people off.
2: Right? The, the
4: trades were shady as hell. But at the same time, so that's the reaction in 2022 we do. When one player is not playing the game correctly, we all fucking quit, throw our fits, we want our money back, and fuck everybody up. Those Sounds better. about right. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm,
2: so, I'm sorry you got Cincinnati Reds via 1994, where there was a strike in the middle of the season, and everybody quit while you were in first place. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the Cincinnati Reds, before we get to the Juston, oh, they made some moves. What?
0: They made some moves. They made some moves. They made some
2: moves, but that's not what I was going to talk about. What I was going to talk about is I took the family to their first Reds game. Uh, over the weekend on Sunday, okay? Well, we have some, we have some neighbors. Hey, just listen. Would you stop interrupting me, you fucking cocksucker?
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, <we> have,
3: hey.
2: <laughs> I'm not right. a cocksucker. I'm a vagina licker. Okay. Get it right. Okay, fine. Whatever you tell yourself at night. Anyways, we have neighbors one of the kids plays on Arjun's baseball team his name's Max okay and and uh these neighbors um the the mom uh her, her mom works for one of the vendors uh the, the vendors that works that does all the, the food stuff in the stadium so it's their company's suite so they get access to it like maybe like twice a year or so so they invited us to the game on Sunday It was Ishan and Arjun's first first experience at the Red game. It was Shreya's first experience. And I'm like, y'all are spoiled because this is not how it is. You don't get your own private suite, private bathroom with unlimited food, unlimited drinks. They don't bring fucking uh, the dessert cart around at the regular game. Like, they came in with this whole presentation, and then we did shots there in 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 the suite. And it's just the like, kids, it's funny because the kids that's like their first too? experience. What's that? Kids did shots too? No, the kids did not do shots. shots of,
3: shots. of root beer, baby. Shot. Shots of root beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, the y'all are ever like ever. spoiled, man. Like, this is like, this is going to be your first experience at a Reds game. I'm not going to be able to ever take them to the Reds game like normally again. And like no. be si- sitting in like the bleacher seats or down like, or in the outfield, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? I want, I want, I want the uh, sweet again. <laughs> and I'm like, these are the special time. And I was like, kept telling them, you know, if we ever go to the Reds game again, it's not going to be like this. This is a once, you know, once a special thing so be grateful for this but it's not going to be like this every time <laughs> oh, I really well that, that's kind of it. like
3: us where uh my company had that uh outfield uh pilot house and yeah they would give away the tickets and my what? kids got so used to it because we would go to 15 20 games a year in that little booth mm-hmm. and now they sold it to TriHealth. it's like oh man yeah. All the, every time the kids want to go down, I'm like, can we get back in there? I'm like, nope, not anymore. Sorry, sorry guys. So
4: and Mike, did you did you at least uh, get the kids their uh, uh, first red attendance certificate?
2: No, we didn't do all that. Uh, we thought about uh, it, but they got like, da, 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 all da. this. They got all this swag though from, from Ellie's mom. Like they got all this like they got three, like red hats like the official red hats they got bobbleheads they got like all like fucking all the like uh like a little you're... tote bag um all kinds of shit man so I was just like wow oh, like these
0: <laughs> kids
2: fucking spoiled rotten man but anyways. We had a good time, and the Reds won, so that's all that mattered. Brandon Drury hit the go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth, so that was pretty awesome. Nice. Um, anyway, all right. So, obviously, some big breaking news this morning. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, received his suspension. At least, what's been recommended by the judge overseeing it—six games—is a suspension. A I've heard all the talk. Louis' source was wrong, by the way. Louis source got a year. Just saying yeah, that. Yeah. My source did think it was going to be a year, so I'm a little shocked by it. To be honest with you, I am a little surprised that he only got six games. Now, I've heard Shannon Sharp and a few others say there just wasn't enough evidence, and you know we shouldn't. Wait, so so Calvin Ridley still getting the whole year, right?
0: Calvin Ridley really still gets getting the whole year. year. DeAndre Hopkins. Because He bet positions. on one game cuz he bet on one game.
3: Yeah, he bet on one. And
0: he game was he wasn't even playing on. in the game. Out he out playing in the game. Happened. Absolutely right.
2: Yeah. And then DeAndre Hopkins had like such a small trace amount of stuff uh, found in him and he's still suspended for six games. And, uh, I think that that think stems it...
0: from like that stems from DeAndre Hopkins' uh trainer back in at on the Texans cuz the year that, that Fuller got hit, the year, uh, you know, um, these, these guys all were going to the same trainer and they were getting the same stuff.
5: It
2: just, I don't know. It doesn't make a yeah, lot Yeah, but, of- I mean, it,
0: the suspensions. it doesn't just add up That's right. I mean,
3: you've got Ben Rapelessberger, sexual assault, four games, one woman. You've got uh, Kareem Hunt, well, um, hits that girl, eight games. But he got cut for the last four
4: rapist burger that was his second offense he, the first one he got a smack on the hand then the second one he got four games so it wasn't even his first there smack. you go then you got yeah
3: so well,
4: well and then you got this situation I mean you got you know what was it 20 30 girls or excuse me women uh came out 25 uh, Twenty five. they only actually interviewed four okay they only actually interviewed yeah. four for the investigation. And on top of it, so he only gets six-game suspension, uh, but but then a college football player can trade uh, for a free tattoo and get suspended for what? How many?
3: he oh, got banned for, banned for a year.
4: No, no, no. Uh, talking about uh, the Ohio State players.
3: Yeah, Terrell Pryor. Yeah, he, he was a freshman that year. He got banned. He couldn't play the second year. And they down? had to forfeit all them games. That's right. No, the, I I think the NFL has messed up on all their punishments. And this just proves that they don't view women oh. very well in the light of public perception. But uh, before we get – I mean, this is
2: – <clears throat> let, let me state this. The NFLPA is not going to challenge this ruling, but Roger Goodell might challenge this ruling. So it's not completely. Over I think it's yet.
3: more of optics at that at this point. Just to say yeah, they I, they did.
2: If they if he gets the six game suspension, I, you know, I was it, all right. I've gone back and forth on this because when the allegations first came out, I was a little iffy on it. I was like, that seems strange. He says he doesn't want to play for the Texans anymore, and then lo and behold, three days later, um, the lawyer who's good friends with the owner brings about charges of him getting handsy with massage therapists so i at first i was kind of iffy about it but then when all these women started came coming out saying he was doing things i you know if we talked about this josh trevor bauer got a year-long or two year-long suspension for his thing and it involved i think one woman right and it was a it was one
3: woman and he had he was accused by another woman okay uh, but with that one and,
2: uh Good. No, I was just saying, and he got two years, right? Deshaun Watson sat out all last year, so I don't know if this judge is saying, okay, well, he's already basically been suspended a year. He sat out all last season. We're going to suspend him another six games. That's that's almost a season and a half, you know, where he's suspended. But I I don't know. I I thought at least I thought at least ten games would be. In the realm of possibility, if not the whole season, and and I'm just I'm just kind of shocked at the leniency because if you look at the Browns' first six games, it's very plausible with Jacoby Brissett they can at least go three and three. They they open with Carolina, they have New York, Pittsburgh, and at Atlanta, the Chargers, and the Patriots. That's their first six games. Now, the Jets are a lot better. Uh, the Steelers don't have a quarterback, but they have a really good defense at, they get, they might, you know, Patriots are going to be a tough game, but that's at home. Chargers is a tough game. That's at home. And the, the four of their first six games, are at home. I, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Cleveland goes three and three, or even if they go two and four in those first six games, then you get Watson back for the rest of the season. They can make a playoff push, but their schedule is pretty difficult. After those first six games, because then they're at Baltimore, they got Cincinnati, then they got their bye week, then they're at Miami, at Buffalo, Tampa, at Houston, at Cincinnati, and then they end the season with Baltimore, New Orleans, at Washington, at Pittsburgh. So after those first six games, so let me schedule, ask you guys a
3: question so on this.
2: One. this up a little bit, but Since it's, it's, they could get off to a decent start without without Watson. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
3: So let me ask you guys this question. We were talking about this on our last show with Kyler Murray and black quarterbacks. Could this possibly be a situation to where they seen the negative feedback come back from Kyler Murray and then the with Patrick Mahomes being talked about in a bad light, could this be the same type of thing to where – the NFL's
0: giving in because he's a black. I don't think I, if that was the case that they would. I think it would have started with like bringing Colin Kaepernick back. Yeah. you know, or, or, yeah, or they, like, they tried I don't to know. bring Colin
3: Kaepernick back, but he refused to to do what the NFL said. He 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 did that uh, himself. Frankly, after a while.
0: frankly, you know, like I think that that the whole like race picture when it comes to black quarterbacks in the NFL it's all built up by the media. It's all built up I, I think I, so, I too. Believe that it's built that's up. why
3: that was my question. Like, is is this something that the media just kept bringing up and then the NFL reacted to it? Like, oh, crap. we can't have a high-profile quarterback that yeah. Um,
0: yeah. has all these allegations and he's a black. There's
3: is someone this on the, on the
1: Browns. Probably,
0: There's someone on the Browns that, that were like, listen, dude, we're going to screw our revenues the whole year if you take away Deshaun Watson.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> please, please
2: give him, like, six games. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how things play out. We'll see who comes forward after this. So there's an appeal
0: process, though, right? So he could still appeal whatever he's he's been given. So if he, if, if Goodell
2: go makes it he's eight, not, he's not going to appeal the six games, though. That's just not. I don't no. see that happening. If any.
0: No, but what not. if he gets eight from Goodell or ten? Right. Uh, yeah.
2: If, yeah. If, if Goodell says okay, six games isn't enough. We need. To, I, I want to do eight or ten. Then yeah, that might. We might see the appeals process go forward. I, I'm not sure Goodell does suspend him for any longer. I don't know if he wants that heat. You know what I mean? Because then you're gonna have people in the black community saying, "Hey, there was no evidence here. They they couldn't bring a grand jury." Oh come on. No, no. But listen. Oh listen, come on. There's no, there's no evidence, right? There's not. There's no evidence to speak of. That's what this judge said. I was. Well, I mean, that's
0: because he paid everybody off that had evidence to speak I, about it.
2: But fine, but if Goodell comes out and says, you know what, six games is enough, I want you gone for 10 or 12 or whatever it might be, there's going to be an outcry among the black community. And then you okay, got that It's a race issue.
3: And that's, what I'm, and that's why I think the NFL did what they did. Which, to be honest with uh, you... Not,
2: not uh, did what they did, sure but you don't, they- think, you don't think the NFL is going to challenge this six-game suspension ruling? I
3: think, I think the optics are they might try to, just to say they did, but I don't think there's going to be any motivation to get them past the six games. Okay. I think they're
2: content. Okay. With, so, so the, the additional games, games that, just, that the NFL optimistic. would
0: look for is just literally to save face for themselves. Yeah. Because I I think it, it hurts
3: the women and that watch the sport because what happens in October? Every single NFL team yeah. starts wearing pink, and you've yeah, got yeah. this guy in Cleveland that. Just sexually assault 24 population. women, no, and then like you want to marketing. celebrate women?
2: Come on! Bad well, not only, man. Absolutely. Not agree. only
4: that, but uh, I mean, let's be real. Uh, you know, it should not be the public should not be upset if he was to receive a harsher punishment. Uh, it shouldn't be a oh they're mistreating you know a black man or anything like that. It should be that you have. Uh,
2: oh, Joe, you cut out.
4: What? Can you hear me?
3: I can hear you. Yeah, Joe, I can hear you. I can, We can hear okay. you.
4: Okay. So you, what it should be about is the fact that you have a so-called man, okay, because I'm sorry, anyone that mistreats or, you know, anything is questionable when it comes to being a man. Um, so that'll be the next, like, topic in the news is what is a man. Um, but for him, he's getting a slap on the wrist. And This is an example of if you got money, you can get away with shit. You know, if this was any if that other video process, of Ray Rice
0: punching his his essay did not come out, he would have played a lot longer.
4: Right, probably. Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: he would he would have got the two game suspension and then he would have been back in the league.
4: Hundred percent. Anyone else? Anyone else? You're you're tied up in litigations. You're in, you're probably possibly in jail. I don't know about you, but I'd probably be sitting down in the courthouse like, I, I think I'm innocent, but, uh, you know, they'd be like, no, nah, shut up, dude. 25 women, you're guilty. Yeah, but, I, I, but, you look at
3: everybody that goes to work every single day. Do you honestly believe that if you had these allegations, you alleg- one allegation against you, they're probably going to fire you?
2: Oh, 100%. Just
0: cut. Absolutely, 110%. That's the other thing. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to ask you, Mike and Joe, if it's okay. I wanted to switch gears and talk about this uh, Griner release real quick for a second. Okay.
2: Okay. Only because oh, it makes sense. On like,
0: it's up to you, Joe. Producer. Go. Let me know. Yeah, go, go for it. Go, go for it. Go
4: go it. For it. All go right, for my quick 30-second thought on
0: it is that they're letting go. they're letting go two known criminals two known Russian criminals for uh, a, uh, uh, so, uh, basically someone that, that is, uh, is basically works for a co- corporate, someone from Michigan, Mr. He uh, uh, he's one, and Griner is the second. But listen, Griner made the decision to, cr- to go into international territory with THC vapes, all right? Now, because she's her, doesn't mean that she should get any special treatment. Why are they treating a mass murderer for someone that should bear the consequences of what you've done? If, if I had gone into Russia with THC vapes, I would be like, shit, locked up abroad. I'm fucked for life. I'm done. Right? Yeah. Why is Brittany Grimes trying matter. to get out? Why is she trying to get out? Why? You should serve the same goddamn sentence that everyone else should.
4: Oh, if, if you want to add to it. So perfect example with that. Uh, so a gentleman by the name of Mark Vogel, okay, he's a U.S. teacher, uh, was detained last year around this time last year for carrying 17 grams of medical marijuana that he also had a medical uh, prescription for. However, Russian law says that anything over six grams uh, is multiple years. He is serving a 14-year sentence, but the U.S. government won't do anything for him. But not he's a regular Russian Joe, company. that's why,
0: because he's a regular right. Joe.
4: Right. Uh, exactly. But Brittany, Brittany Griner and uh, Paul Whelan, they're going to be walking right out. And the problem is, is, like, she even admitted, she was like, well, oh, I didn't try to break the law. Guess what? If you go into another country, you must abide by their laws. That's where, like, people just don't understand when they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, you can't be There's no way
3: around it, right? US. There's don't literally no there. way around it. You fucked up bottom off. line.
2: You know, All right, guys. I mean, well, I hate to cut you well everybody's here, used we to them.
3: these these laws in the U.S. Now is oh, you can fuck up. You know what? We're gonna let you out in an hour anyway, so you're fine. No,
2: Lou's
4: right. We gotta switch gears.
2: So we uh, we have some early some NFL training camp news and notes. Uh, obviously, Diva Samuel. Uh, this was announced. At, I don't know if this was today or yesterday, but he signed. Uh, he yesterday. signed the contract a contract three year extension worth $73.5 million, which includes $58 million in guarantees. Uh, is this a good or a bad deal for San Francisco? Bad. I think it's a good bad. deal.
0: Absolutely bad. The first video of Samuel after he got his contract was him flashing money in his, in his Niners jersey. I think that people, uh, the players that demand money like that, they really need to be the best of the best in their position in order to back it up. Your are is he's, he's top five receiver? Samuel's got one amazing year under his belt. He's got the year before that. He was still pretty good. It wasn't. It wasn't like mind blowing. Last year was Did mind blowing for him.
2: DK Metcalf is a top five receiver in the league.
1: Wrong.
2: <laughs> no chance, man. No chance. Nope, not at Maybe all. he's top, maybe he's top taking DK Metcalf over Devonte adams justin jefferson
0: those guys are your top three Mar- top chase two, jamar, your 1a 1b's
2: jo- jamar chase i'm not taking dk metcalf over chase i'm not taking dk metcalf over keenan allen i'm not taking dk metcalf over uh what's his face probably not Mike Diggs? Yeah. i'm
4: J- not taking it regardless
0: what i'm what my my my, po- my point is that the, the players that get paid money, uh, that they get paid the money that we I feel like they deserve it. So Samuel, I think he held out to hold it. He's going to be 29 when the contract's up, so he knows that he's going to be on the, the the tail end of his career. As his this is probably like the
2: last and only big contract he's going to get, more than likely. Right. <laughs> yeah. so that's why I said I like the contract.
0: Yeah. I think I think it still
3: adds the – to San Francisco with that dynamic because he was just like Cordell Patterson last year, running back and receiver. People couldn't stop that. Teams could not stop that at all last year. So it's a different dynamic that we're seeing. And I like that contract.
2: Okay. Um, I'm. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of paying someone off of a one-year performance. Uh, considering that, if you look at his numbers, the other years they were they were okay. Uh, last year was like really the year he kind of broke out. Um, so I don't I don't like paying someone based on on one like a because who knows it could be a flash in the pan year. You never know. We've seen guys put up monster numbers, get a contract, and then they fucking fade out of existence. So. Uh, We'll see what happens with this contract, but, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a pretty good offensive mastermind. I'm sure he'll find ways to put the ball in Devo Samuel's hands. Uh, Brees Hall uh, looking like a beast. Uh, He's looked so good in training camp in all facets of the game, from pass protection to pass catching to running the ball, that basically Michael Carter – isn't even going to have – he's going to have a very small role in the backfield. He's going to be kind of like a change of pace back more than likely. Um, He's an insurance policy for Hall. He's an insurance policy. Brees Hall is pretty big. He's 5'11", 218. Um, I I like Brees Hall. I mean, honestly, I think he's going to put up pretty good numbers. I don't know if he puts up rookie of the year numbers. We'll see. But I, I definitely like him a lot with that Jets offense. Um, I, I think they got a better offensive line. I think he's going to take a lot of the pressure off of Zach Wilson. Uh, how you feeling, Sam? The Jets are your team, so I mean, how, on a scale of one to ten, what what is your excitement level for Brees Hall?
0: Oh, it's like an eight or nine. Super Bowl or plus, baby! Finally found. We fi- I think we finally found a good, <clears throat> you know, a workhorse back. And I've always said this, you know, in the past. You know this. I'm a big proponent of you build a run game, so it frees up your receivers, so it frees up your quarterback, so they're, you know, they can do more, you know. And and the, he has good receivers around him now. He has your boy from Ohio State, Mr. Wilson. He has Elijah Moore, uh, Elijah Moore. coming back healthy. He still has Corey Davis is a good second two B two A two B option. And hey,
2: Brad Perrios.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and Barrios this year is going to be, be, you're going to see like slot numbers, like West Walker type of numbers, you know, Julian Edelman, maybe 80, 80, 90 receptions. They paid him too, and they want to use him in the slot. And he's very shifty. He's really good, uh, you know, um, uh, on making people miss. Uh, so, and he runs very crisp routes. He runs good routes based on, you know, from the last, and he's been with the Jets for a couple of years now. So the Jets have watched him grow, really.
2: Who was going to chime in there? I didn't so, the, O-line, the O-line got
0: upgraded, so I definitely feel like the run game is going to work this year. So let's see.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, and they got All a right. decent tight end, too, with Uzama. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's I'm, really he's good at running game. He's a great run red block. Zone target. Yeah, yep. and he's a
0: good run blocker. Uh, yep, right.
2: 100%. So, yeah, I so,
3: I yeah. mean, honestly, it, it's, if if you're right with how that team can go, Zach Wilson could take a step up and hot take it. They have a shot for the playoffs.
2: I think so, too. I, 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 I think if, tough-
3: if they show up, they can beat the Dolphins and they can beat uh, the Patriots. Yep. yep. I think Patriots, they have enough talent around go, them. It might take a year or two, but, yeah, I think they'll have it. Yeah. Right. It. The Speaking team of kind the Dolph- of reminds me of the Bengals a little bit.
0: So that's what I'm saying. So I really hope Zach Wilson ends up being our Joe Burrow, man. I I, I swear to God, I don't. I can't tell you how happy it would make me if, if Zach Wilson turns out like Joe Burrow. I'll
2: be the happiest guy in the world. Um, real quick. So speaking, you said we were talking about the Dolphins and and the Jets being able to possibly split the series with them or whatnot. What do you guys think a ceiling is like? If everything clicks, do you think he's a guy that can throw for about forty two hundred yards, twenty eight touchdowns, and like ten interceptions, or do you think his ceilings more like thirty five hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, and like six interceptions, like kind of a game manager style numbers? I, I
0: think I don't think he has it. I see a lot of Jalen Hurts ish, you know, qualities outside the running, but like I don't, I don't know. I, I hate to say I hate to call it because he's been injured. Yeah. He really didn't get to play until a little bit later from when he was drafted. Right. So, uh, I, I really hope he kind of. I mean, there's a reason why he beat Jalen you know, Hurt be out serviceable, but in Alabama though, he might turn into like a a Rosen man, honestly, in a couple years.
2: Well, he's got the weapons now, so there's no excuses, right? Right. right. Exactly. They gave him. They gave him like seventy-five running backs. He's got like Mostert and Gaskin and 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 whoever else. They they chase Edmonds and
0: they just side that. they side Sony Michelle as well.
2: And Sony Michelle, yeah, and then they still have like Salvin on a mod that was still left over there. Then you got, then you got Jalen Waddle and Giusteki and Tyree Kill. So the, now's the time. Like, if he can't succeed, if he can't succeed with these weapons around him, then the Dolphins are right. They're gonna have to try to draft or make a move for a quarterback in the off season. Maybe it's Tom Brady coming down to Miami. Uh, that's been rumored a lot. So with Sean Payton taking over as head coach, maybe. This Mike, poor Mike McDaniel bastard misses the playoffs. Maybe they get, like, seven and ten. Two is out of the job, and Mike McDaniel's another one-and-done head coach just to bring in Tom Brady and Sean Payton. So, and part of Tom's Tom well, big contract is going to be, like, a percentage ownership in the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he already owns them enough from his days as a Patriot. So, right. I don't know.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he owns the Jets, too. Really. Yeah. All
2: right, guys. We got about and a little bit under 30 minutes. So I'm gonna and the Bills. So I want to shift to our second segment here um, and get into this. We still got a lot more to cover on segment three. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit, segment two coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about Bill Russell's death. Uh, Josh, we have your uh, things that pissed me off. The first thing I want to talk about is, Dan Levitard had an interview with uh, Michelle Tafoya about a month ago. Um, he had come out recently saying he apologizes for the interview. He didn't mean it to go the way it did, and the whole thing went off the rails. I've tried to get the audio in its entirety um, from the Dan Levitard show. I uh, did not have any luck there, uh, but I was able to get a nine-minute clip of another, like basically YouTube show called Pyt Sports talking about it so we get not only some of the audio from Dan Levitard and Michelle Tafoya but we get some of his thoughts now I listened to the whole interview I I watched the YouTube clip I listened to the whole thing I did feel that Tafoya was kind of sabotaged a little bit I thought it was pretty clear that the Levitard show had an agenda for this interview um, Michelle Tafoya, if you don't know, she used to be uh, she worked, used to work for ESPN. Most recently, she was a sideline uh, reporter uh, for Sunday Night Football. She's since left that job and is doing other media ventures. Uh, but let me just play this clip real quick. I, 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 they got pretty heated, and there was a lot of talk about critical race theory and some of Tafoya's reactions and some of the things that she said they always had a rebuttal for. So let's. I'm going to play this clip right now
1: all i am is a fiscal conservative who really wants america to come together and for people to be able to realize their potentials and not be told that they're oppressed or that they are an oppressor that's that's kind of boils it down for me i'd like to see some law and order so people don't get hurt
5: michelle tafoya i feel like we've heard that one before
1: there can be no
3: prosperity without law and order we have to bring back law and order I am your president of law and order.
5: If I may, you led with your uh, a pro-choice libertarian and your fiscal conservative and then you said uh, I don't want to believe that uh, one group is oppressed and another party is oppressors and that is like that is eschewing just hey, I'm a fiscal conservative. Sociologically speaking, I am a conservative and I believe in law and order. These are all platform issues and, and slogans of a of a party that is not just fiscally conservative. Levitard show producer Mike Ryan Ruiz pushes back and well, this is what transpired. You said that you would like to believe, I'm paraphrasing here, that there isn't a group that is oppressed and there isn't a group that feels like they, you don't want to feel like there's a group that they're, or oppressors, right? Can you explain that in your own words, what you mean by that?
1: Yes, I can. The, the, what is being taught in many places and I don't know if any of you have kids in school, I do, I have two teenagers, and that the color of their skin automatically makes them racist at birth.
5: So she makes this argument that every conservative before her has. What is your specific problem, once again, with critical race theory? What is one issue in critical race theory that you vehemently disagree with, that you well, think it's toxic and divisive? I'd like
1: you first to then define for me critical race theory because people use that as an umbrella term to capture... Oh, what, what, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm affirming something for you. No. Yeah, you are affirming. Like
5: I, you and I agree there. I do think that critical race theory is held up as a, a blanket statement that people don't necessarily have much understanding of. So we're in agreement so Why far. Are you
1: asked, okay. So you're asking me what I think of what I have a problem with with critical race theory. Yes, I'm, uh, yes, that's a question. So define it for me then, because I, w- I don't think we're always talking about the same thing. When people just well, throw out CRT I'd like you to define it for well, me so I know what you're talking about specifically.
0: Quite telling. She keeps asking questions instead of answering them.
2: So I cut that off because I don't really like this guy's commentary, and I really wanted the whole interview or at least a large chunk of it so that we could listen to it but couldn't get the audio release. Uh, so. Just that so can I, can I throw a, a couple two
0: cents in, Mike, if it's okay? I, uh,
2: yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah. So I'm, after listening to that really quick clip, it seemed like Dan, like Dan Levitard was a lot more masterful in repositioning his question to figure out what she really thinks, but she kept
2: avoiding it. So, yeah, that was his producer, Michael Ryan Ruiz, uh, the producer of the show. That wasn't Dan Levert. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he did kind of out-talk her, and she kind of stumbled upon her words a little bit. But in the very opening, you know, then she goes on to talk about some of the things that are being taught, um, which we didn't get to in that clip, but she talks about um, white fragility. And it was something that was being taught. Uh, and she has two kids. One of them is an adopted girl that she adopted from Columbia. And then her other, the other is a son. Her husband is white. She is of Hispanic descent. But that her son looks a little bit more on the white side. And that how he feels uncomfortable, I guess, speaking out on things he doesn't agree with because he doesn't want to be labeled as a racist. And it, the whole back and forth really brought to my attention one thing, which was which was you cannot – I felt the Dan Levitard show was kind of pushing this agenda that, well, yeah, you are racist. You're a fiscal conservative, and these are different platforms because you believe in, um, you know, law and order and this and that and the other thing. And I, I feel like too many times people who support one candidate or maybe believe certain things or, or yearn for a time for maybe when this country wasn't so divided and there wasn't this wokeness cancel culture are automatically labeled as racist. And I felt like in this interview, that was kind of coming out a little bit. We only heard a little blurb of it, but Michael Ryan Ruiz and the rest of the damn libertad show continued to press her. And she kind of thought she was coming on for a friendly interview and they immediately jumped in on her on different things because of based on things that she'd said, and i thought that this little interview was a whole microcosm of our society today where you can't have just good discourse and a good discussion uh, you inevitably someone gets riled up or pissed off and then people start throwing out names like racist or crybaby or libtard or whatever else fuck you want to call it uh, and it's just – it's the big issue. And this interview went off the rails on a major, major podcast. And I just – I don't know, man. I saw so I kind of seeing what – you know, so Sam, you think that uh, based on that, that Michelle Tafoya just – she got basically severely out-debated by the rest of the Lubitar show because she wasn't able to establish what she was trying to say as well. Not really. Not really. Um, I mean,
0: in a way, kind of, but also at the same time, I was going to say that there's a lot of things like her bringing her kids in, her point of view, right? Yeah. When you have a political view, but you you hold on to, to something that's strong enough for you to feel, to to speak in front of millions of people about, right? It right. should not be opinionated based on <laughs> what your circumstances are in, because not the next point. person may or may not be in your circumstances, so it should be something like if you if there's an opinion that you feel like putting out to the world and you feel like everyone ab- believes it or uh, you know associates with it you have to come at it from a very neutral perspective where you're not bringing in your own family. Like I got to
4: jump into that for a second I got to jump in that Yeah I, I mean I got I got well, hold on. On no, I got to jump in So first of all I agree you know it'd be a perfect world if we could separate our uh personal views from you know, what's going right for, you know, the country or for people in general. But name one person, one politician, one radio host, one, well, besides uh, support, uh, one single person that gets up there and says, I believe in this, and it is separate from their personal views.
0: So well, I'm not there to debate whether whether the, the person out there is saying that or not. My thing is all, all I was saying is that if you are if you have a platform where you can, I and you know what, there probably isn't anybody. But in the same token, it doesn't matter. That's that's my opinion. My opinion is when you have a world, like a world world platform to speak on, you should probably keep your personal views a little bit to yourself. And look oh, out I for, and, and maybe point here, out, here's point out problem with that, you yeah. know, point out yeah. the, the the things that form around your personal view. But it's not centered around that.
3: No, so here, here's where that people. becomes an issue with with the whole thing. So if you if you watch the video, if watch watch it on live camera, is mm-hmm. when the guy when Michelle Savoy is trying to answer the question, that producer is like giving her funny looks or looking away like, hey, what, what? Like, you're trying to have a conversation with her, and she's trying to answer you, and you're looking away, and she sees you, like, and not letting her really answer the question. Like, she's like, well, how do you define critical race theory? Well, no, how do you define it? No, like it depends on how, what you mean by it. Can you ex- please explain to me what you but are why, talking why are about? They
0: discuss, why are they discussing critical race theory? Exactly. They're, she they're came no on, she got that a field
3: from the very beginning.
0: Now, no, now the her, thing is that There is no, no realm of, of you know, uh, credibility for either one of them in that field. Oh, exactly. And, and, that's, and that's
3: why Michelle... should discussing that on like that platform. Hat. So my whole thing with that, that on is that platform, the way her belief. Period. So with, with what me, she was trying to get out here. with her belief is that critical race theory should not be taught in certain grades. It should be a college course. It should be something higher up.
2: Real platform to bring that kids.
3: up on, man. But, real quick, hey, pause.
2: But,
5: but no, but they bring were bringing up it up
2: on. to her. That's
3: All the problem. Is that show right. brought it up to her, and she was trying to express yeah. her her views with about her children. She doesn't want her gosh, children to feel like they gosh, are.
2: Gosh. Um, pause. Pause real quick. Let me exactly. just say this. The reason it was brought up, the reason it was brought up and why they were talking about critical race theory is because Michelle Tafoya quit her job as a Sunday night football reporter to fight against critical race theory. That's why the show brought it up. That's why she was talking about it, because she left her lucrative job as a sideline reporter for NBC Sunday Night Football to fight against critical race theory. Is
0: that, that, is that, that what you're that, reading? That, is those that what speeches she said? on critical race theory should be held at Harvard, MIT, Stanford, all these other places, not on but, a podcast. But,
3: Louie, if you read that, if you listened to that whole interview, she said she did not quit because of that. She quit because she wanted to start a podcast, and start podcasting okay. different
4: things it wasn't there's, there's, anything well, about
2: trying to fight for critical race theory okay well this this column said that she had quit her job to join a, in the fight and to do exactly a, couple other a
3: column things, so. but not actually from her mouth okay that's the okay. problem we read these columns and and no matter what political stance you have if it's not coming from the horse's mouth i don't believe it anymore but
2: that's- because but so, that wasn't my so point. People, my boy, even when it comes to shit, the horses out, hot. sometimes I don't believe it. That was the reason why it was brought up, though. That was what I was trying to allude to, is because there were some stories out there that she – that's the reason why she had quit her job. So to Josh's point, she clarified that on the podcast, but I was just merely stating that that was why it got brought up, is because she has been in this mix as someone that is against critical race theory, and that is why it was brought up. So – and and that then she
3: came she came back and said I don't I don't mind teach somebody teaching critical race theory. I just don't want critical race theory taught in in middle school when they're 1 years old, when they're in pre-K, in middle school, in high school. Um, that's what she was fighting for and that's what they she finally agreed to the guys and they're like, "No, I think like, I don't mind it being a college course because that was taught in college." And then the one guy that was explaining the critical race theory He was the one said it's a college course. Okay. So why are we putting this in elementary school? Why are we putting this in middle school? Why are we putting this in high school? These kids don't have the brain with just yet to actually understand the whole concept of the critical race theory. That's what she was fighting for. And they just said, okay, we'll have to agree uh, that, but eventually I'll get you down to eighth grade that they need to be taught in eighth grade Uh, or your first, your first grader needs to know that all police officers are racist and they're all bad. Like, no, that doesn't need to happen.
2: So I don't think. But yeah, that, that interview was theory, very, very theory, that's been, that's weird. It no, sh- should have never happen.
0: They should learn critical race theory on their own, or maybe in college it's fine, too. or college rather.
2: Exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on. We only got I, thirteen I, minutes left. I mean, I, its up? just
3: like everything else. Everything should be taught. If somebody wants to learn about it, they should be given their choice to to learn, it, not something forced. If you—if somebody so, feels something forced, that's when they start acting out on on stuff.
2: Um, an NBA. List, so oh, on a, on another yeah. note here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't we got, care. <laughs> yeah. we got Bill Russell passed away. Bill's <laughs>
0: having a little bit too much fun with the soundboard.
2: <laughs> I was trying to get us to Bill move Russell, on. NBA um, activist, someone who sat next to Martin Luther King Jr. Um, marched with him, passes away at 88 years old. Bill Russell was the consummate winner. He won 11 championships in 13 seasons. Um, He won two national titles in college. The guy basically was able to stop Wilt Chamberlain from winning as many championships as he probably should have. And I think, um, you know, everybody owes a debt of gratitude to Bill Russell. He always did things with a lot of class. He was class personified and he, he lasted many years in Boston even though boston is known to be a fairly racist sports town um so uh the show just wants to uh acknowledge uh mr russell and all the things he's done uh, for the game of basketball and outside of basketball and uh we uh send wishes to well wishes to his family and uh uh we lost uh we lost a good one in the legend so i mean it always uh, it's always it's never shocking when some of these legends pass along you know it's going to come at some point in time uh but you know um i would say you know cuz bill russell lived a full life he was 88 this one didn't hit me as hard as like when kobe died man that one hit me kind of hard and i think yeah, i had to check like multiple
0: like sources out. to make sure it was real like yeah. i was
3: The whole Kobe? Yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing because I did not believe it.
2: And I think it hit me harder because his daughter was in the plane with him. Like, Yeah, yeah.
0: For anyone that has a family, absolutely, 110%. Yeah. I have to agree with
2: that. So, all right. Um, let's go on to our final segment. We got a little bit over 10 minutes left. Josh, this is going to be really concerning you, buddy, um, a lot for you to talk about. Same with you, Joe, because you guys are the Buckeye fans. Um, I was reading, I don't know if you guys know about this website. It's called Bucknuts. It's the 24-7 Sports dedicated Buckeye channel, okay? And, um, there were some grumblings on there about, um... What you would call it about Ryan Day and his recruiting pr- prowess, and uh, people not being uh, too um, too thrilled um, with uh, his inability to uh, land top defensive ends and defensive line people, and uh, this, basically there was a like an audio clip which I couldn't get to, but they were basically going down. Um, the list of people they lost out on Caleb downs and John Walker and alabama uh you know paid a bunch of uh broke the bank for three five star recruits that Ohio state was then on and then uh
5: yeah, you, you Johnson heard what you just said
2: break from Ohio the state. bank yeah well n i l you know what i mean so yeah and exactly. then and then there's about that about played- about. Uh, then they were upset about the way that uh, the whole game against Michigan went down last year and, and that they were pissed off about losing to Michigan. So, I know Ryan Day's not in any trouble. I know he's not. But at the same time, how much – are Buckeye fans too fucking spoiled? Like, like all this bitching yeah. all this moaning about not getting these certain players and th- losing to Michigan for the first time in 20 years. Like, you know, I, I, I get it. Ohio State is at a point where you expect national championships or you expect to be in contention for a national title every year. At one point, I was like that with Nebraska, and, and you, you know, going 10-2 and two is a disappointment, even though that's a great year at most schools. 10-2 and two is a disappointment at a place like Ohio State, same with, like, an, at, currently, same at a place like Clemson or Alabama, right? But I feel like these – these guys complaining on this—it's uh, called the Morning Five Show, and it's on. It's part of the twenty-four-seven sports radio. It's part of the Buck Nuts page. They—they kind of come off as being a little fucking spoiled.
0: No, I mean, all like uh, Patriots fans, probably, man. It, if, yeah, I mean, you ran it twenty well, years. You ran it twenty with, years. What—that what, wasn't long enough? You wanted to run fifty?
3: <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing with last year's team. If you did not see that coming, that Michigan loss coming, you're fucking stupid. Are you fucking blind? First game of the year, Minnesota's running back, before he got injured, he was running the ball all over Ohio State. All over them. Second game of the year, Oregon did the same fucking thing. For them not to see Michigan do that, Michigan had a blueprint from earlier in the year when Minnesota ran all over them. That's all you had to do to beat that team is you hold the ball, you rush the ball, and you play
4: sound defense. Now, here's the thing, though. There's a difference between being spoiled and having high expectations and wanting to hold people to that high expectation. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a diehard Buckeyes fan. And I mean, I mean, let's face it. You feed me ribeye for all my life, and then one day – on a plate and then hand it to me. I'm going to
0: complain about it. Uh, and you are uh, Patriots fans. Well,
4: no, any. Pretty much. I guarantee, I guarantee you any team that has when you get to a and There's wrong team, in it, by the way. When you no, there's not. When you get to a caliber team that is putting out a quality product, you know so. For sports, they're winning and winning national championships and winning uh, Rose Bowls and all these other things. The, the fan base expects that because you don't lower your standards. You don't go, oh, you know what? We did great this year. We went 10-0. and So, you know what? Next year, if you guys want to go 5-5, five and five, you go for it. Okay? Go for it. No.
2: but uh- oh, yeah. Can I I say this, though, about Ohio State fans and, like, them complaining about not signing certain people and whatever? They've had a top three recruiting class for the last 10 years. But here's one thing that I will say, and this is no knock against Ohio State who's been fantastic and maybe just nobody's on the level of Nick Saban, but you guys brought in Irvin Meyer, and for all his success that he had at Utah and Florida, Urban Meyer, even with all the great recruiting classes, Urban Meyer mustered one national title at Ohio State. One national title uh, with Ezekiel Elliott. They made it to the playoffs a few other times, and they lost. Uh, Once embarrassingly embarrassingly bad to Clemson, then they lost in the national title game. I don't know if that was Ryan Day, or I think that was Ryan Day, wasn't it? That they made the playoff, and then they lost to Alabama uh, with Justin Fields, right? Yeah. Urban Meyer was gone. Correct? Okay. So – Urban Meyer, I think, made one playoff where uh, – where, uh, or two playoff appearances, won one national title, and then, and then the other playoff appearance got absolutely smoked by Clemson. Then you got Jim Trestle, who was great there. I think he played in two national title games where they lost. He won one national title against Miami when he first started. So for as much success as Ohio State has had on the field since the year 2000, since Cooper's been gone – In 22 years, they have two national titles to show for it. And so I I don't know where this air of, oh, well, us not signing these guys or us losing out on recruiting battles to Alabama became a thing because Alabama, frankly, has won, I think, seven national titles with Nick Saban in 15 years. So I I don't know. Yeah, and they've been been
3: paying players for years.
2: Well, so, but, and, you know, it, it, it no, but, I mean, uniform. you're, you're, in Ohio State, Ohio State got caught it,
0: paying players. Ohio State got caught paying players, right?
3: They weren't paying players. No, they, they were
0: uh, getting free tattoos. Yeah, they got free yeah, tattoos. I mean, close enough. Uh, paying a player one way or the other is still paying paying players, right? Well, no, uh, I mean,
3: if you, co- if you go back to uh, I
0: mean, a couple of the Alabama, Alabama players actually said, yeah, I got paid,
3: but they met the NC. The w A never did yeah, it The difference is, the is they
0: didn't get caught doing
3: it, right? Ohio State got caught doing the, it. The players came out and said, "We got paid." <laughs> they flat out and said, "We got paid."
4: July. where did you get that? I don't know, See, USC yeah. Got I mean, it, it's,
3: people State are stupid if they didn't think these teams were giving these, these kids of money, cars, cars of course, whatnot. They were getting paid back then. Um, Nick Saban's had a great run. He's a fantastic coach. So no knocks on him, he he did his thing. It's almost over. We'll see where Alabama is once he retires, because I don't think that juggernaut's going to continue. I don't That's think they're going to get the want. coach that they're going to that they want, and it's it that it's going to die.
0: Or even worse, they may just promote Bill O'Brien or somebody like that. Yeah, exactly. like,
2: and it, it's always tough replacing a legend. Let me tell you, uh, like. Like for instance, for me, Tom Nebraska. Osborne went yeah. Tom Osborne went two hundred and fifty-five and forty-nine in his time at Nebraska. He won two hundred and fifty-five games. He lost forty-nine times over like a twenty-five year career there at Nebraska. And since he's retired, we haven't been able to get a coach worth a damn to replace him, and the program's gone to shit. So, like you said. If Alabama gets somebody like a Davos Sweeney or somebody, maybe they keep it running. But we see a lot of these top-tier programs, and that's where I have to give Ohio State credit before I move on to some of the last things, is Ohio State may not always be playing for national titles, but they've never had the coach that comes in and is at the school for four years and goes, like, 15 and 28. Michigan's had it. Notre Dame has had it. Alabama has had it. Miami Hurricanes have had it. Ohio State – USC had it. Ohio State is the only one of the blue bloods that has never had a coach. Earl Bruce was considered the worst coach, and he won two Big Ten titles and averaged nine wins a season. So, I I give Ohio State credit there is they have never – at least in the last 50 years, they have never had that coach where they failed as a hire, where they had to get rid of after three or four seasons because they were only winning four, five, six games. So kudos to Ohio State for hitting the you know the ball out of the park on their coaching hires. Last thing, we got 90 seconds. From a, a different source, but uh, the, different source than the uh, Deshaun Watson suspension, but the same source had told me, back in April, that USC and UCLA would be joining the Big Ten. He is now telling me that Oregon and Washington are greenlit to the Big Ten and should be announced within the next month or two. Is this the same
3: source that Notre Dame was going to fall by now? You said Notre Dame was going to fall and then other teams.
2: Yeah, Notre Dame it should should I mean Notre Dame is sitting on a 750 million dollar payday if they join the Big 10. But the, there's an internal battle at Notre Dame. Some people want to go to a conference, other people want to stay as independent. And the old money at Notre Dame wants to stay independent. That's the way it's always been. But the new some of the new right. some of the new blood is sitting there saying, "Look, guys, we got to join a conference or we're going to get left behind." and there a- so you um, just, just yeah. to
0: cut cut you off UCLA is getting sued by under armor for voiding their agreement yeah so i i think a lot of other you know colleges will start looking at hey listen what is it going to cost us now to join this conference
3: yeah, yeah. So, well they asked that, what uh Gavin Newsom had an inquiry about that too so they said uh, there was talk about adding Cal and Stanford in because of that whole she- shebang. Right.
2: Right. I, but, I, think uh, I mean, with like-
3: Notre Dame, not- Notre Dame's stupid if they don't join a conference. If they don't join a conference, you'll never see them play for a conference title ever. I don't care what okay. they go uh, undefeated against teams that are in the big, what, the Mountain West. That's who they're going to be playing. They're not going to play it- they're, they might play some ACC teams, but the big major teams, they're going to the SEC. Yeah.
4: I mean, so going can be battle. I think my math all jacked up because it's called the
2: Big Ten, but there's 14 teams in it. Yeah, they should probably rename yeah. it. But the Big Ten has that name brings cachet, so they won't change that name from the Big Ten. Even if they go to 28 teams, it'll still be the Big Ten. <laughs> So yeah, and I also
3: heard uh, Florida State, and Miami, are in their in their plans too. All of a sudden, just just make an extension to no, call
2: it I, the Big Ten plus 18. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I don't <laughs> see Miami, Miami and Florida State because they don't have the academics that the Big Ten looking for. No, they're they don't. The Big
3: Ten is looking at them. You you're you're saying they don't have the academics, but the Big Ten is looking at adding possibly Miami and Florida State. Just so they can get into the Florida market,
2: that's so why they would just, do it. I don't see it happening, but we'll see. We shall see. So you're taking sure. the talent away from like the ACC and the SEC
0: to make this one stronger?
2: Yeah. So exactly. the, Columbus, the Columbus
4: That's why Dispatch. they want the
3: California market, and it's it's more okay. it's more money, TV money they can make. So real quick, just
4: to kind of give you an idea. The Columbus Dispatch uh, says here are the next possibilities when it comes to joining the Big Ten. They got the Oregon Ducks, Washington uh, Washington Huskies, Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, Duke Blue Devils, uh, Virginia Cavaliers, Oklahoma State Cowboys, uh, Miami Hurricanes, Syracuse Orange, uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Utah Utes, uh, and Kansas uh, Jayhawks.
2: Well, the the, the, hold on oh, they're going to so. try to get
3: not for the market
2: yeah possibly all right guys that is all the time we got uh we ran over a little bit it's been a great monday show a lot of good debate a lot of good heated discussion i like it i like i like the fierce reactions i like i like uh being able to bullshit over a lot of different topics i thought we had a great show on monday uh thanks everybody for listening um we will be back at it on friday um trying to get clarification on the guests uh soon and what their schedules are um the guy um that is going to be doing trivia i just talked to his publicist uh today um so she's going to send me over his schedule so we can get that booked and on the show so uh, that's the other thing we got to talk about on Friday is what the punishment for whoever loses, loses trivia is going to be. We got to make it pretty good. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a terrible punishment, but it should be it should be something pretty pretty good. So uh, we'll we'll uh, debate that on Friday. But uh, everybody enjoy your Monday. We are out. We'll be back at it again. We'll see you guys later. And uh, there you go, Josh. What's your slogan? It's for
3: you.
0: <laughs> I get blacked out, blacked out When you don't have all things
1: to cover All this to cover